Welcome Black Hollywood Live fans. On today's Fit Club, we talk Hillary Clinton's stress reliever, yoga, mindfulness, and more with NFL Pro Bowler Keith Mitchell. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, Fit Club. Welcome, Fit Clubbers. <laughs> Some beautiful Phil Collins in the background. Uh, as always, I am back. My name is Shaka Smith. You guys can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat at Shaka Strong. We have an excellent guest co-host in Corey Taylor, and we have our guest Keith Mitchell. Where can they find you, Mr. Taylor? You can find me on Twitter at FAA Lifestyle and also Instagram at I am Corey Taylor. And our guest of honor, uh, Mr. Pro Bowler NFL, um, Yogi, meta- celebrity Yogi, mindfulness coach. Where can they find you? Uh, Twitter, K underscore Mitchell 59, and Keith Mitchell 59, Instagram. Awesome, yeah. awesome. Thank you so much for joining us here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, I think we really like to um, push forth some things that a lot of people don't know about or haven't heard about. So it's really great to, like, really focus on yoga and mindfulness, especially in African-American communities. We know that it's not a focus, especially when we're growing up. It's, you know, a lot more sports and um, things like that. So it's good to be able to get that message out. Yeah, definitely. Mental clarity is something that's very powerful. It's a rebuilding for your whole life. It's a life practice, I I call it. Yeah, so I mean, I I just love it. Um, I guess we'll start off with our our top story with Hillary Clinton. Um, I guess she gave this interview. She's doing a little book tour now. And um, she talked about alternate nostril breathing, which I thought was so interesting because I needed a way to cope after the election. I wish you'd come out with this a little bit earlier. Um, so I guess it's Nadi Shodana Pranayama. You might have to correct me on some of that, um, some of that language. But you know, they find it increases the oxygen, releases toxins, calms the nervous system. I guess we'll kind of cue up um, the video of Hillary Clinton explaining how she's used this. It seems like you've been doing a lot of yoga. Yes, uh, and, I have. And alternate fact, nostril breathing. Well, I wanted have to you ask tried you, that? Page 27 <laughs> in your book, you talk about al- uh, alternate nostril breathing. Yes. What is that? And dare you give me a demonstration well, of that? Well, I would highly recommend it. Okay. You know, I mean, you're supposed to shut your eyes. I don't want to shut, your, shut my eyes on, on, you know, on national television. But, you know, you do hold, and you breathe through one, and you hold it, and then you exhale through the other, and you keep going. I can only say, based on my personal experience, that if you're sitting cross-legged on the yoga mat and you're doing it and you're really trying to inhale and hold it and then have a long exhale, it is very relaxing. So I don't know if you can do it in the middle of hurricane coverage, but maybe some <laughs> other moments you can try it. I, uh, I found it quite helpful. <laughs> well, it's got to be effective if she made it through that election. Uh, right. uh, what do you think about this? Have you, have you done it yourself? Oh, yeah, definitely. It's pranayama. It's breathing exercises. Uh, pranayama. So the left, left brain is the linear process, and the right brain is more abstract. Yeah. So you bring them both together, and it you know, decreases anxiety, yeah. blood pressure, and things like that. So it's a pretty powerful exercise. Um, when did you start doing it, or like, how did you come to start you know, getting into that breathing technique? When I wanted to heal, it's yeah. a definitely a healing uh, exercise. We build so much trauma in our, in our minds and create so many different stories that we tell ourselves about the trauma that we experience. Mm. So it's a way to you know, move beyond it and have a new experience. And from that, you go into presence, yeah. having presence. So it's more, it becomes more meditative at that point. So it's really powerful practice. Well, what I've always wondered is, I mean, because I, I struggle with this daily because my mind is always moving at you know, a thousand miles a minute. How do you get yourself just to like sit? And do it like you know, the like 30, 30 minutes. Just like let me do this while I have this on my mind. My email's coming through. 
Yeah, you know, the mind is going to run, yeah. right? So the thing is that we don't have to attach to it. So when we attach to it, that becomes a problem. You know, we're taking in so much information, and the mind runs. We just, you know, back away from it. So what you can do, sometimes sitting still is not the least resistance for some people. So after you've de- done your exercise, mm-hmm. maybe take a second, a, a minute or two, and just have have presence. Because you're exhausted yeah. by then. So now <laughs> then I'm ready, and just take it all in. <laughs> right? you know, so your body appreciates that a lot. Is that something that's a daily practice, the breathing exercises, or would it be just to complement like a yoga session? No, the idea is to be in the zone with it, right? I like to say the zone because it's it's about intention. So so if I'm working out, it's what am I building my body, my functionality. Mm -hmm. You know, I want my longevity. So it's an intention of healing myself. So in that sense of doing life in that perspective, whether it be working too hard, maybe I'll work less. Or work like I heard you say one time. You know, I, I've taken I've taken steps back from work yeah. and done it yeah. maybe this way, and that's that felt better. Mm-hmm. So we begin to analyze our whole life in that way and see how we can be more efficient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. And in case this sounds too esoteric or you know too kind of like not accessible, um, a study actually showed between um, sixty volunteers, eighteen to twenty years old, they did this for ten weeks, alternate nostril breathing, and it lowered their heart rates and their blood pressure, which is amazing because eighteen to twenty, it's, you're pretty healthy already. Right, and just shows you the impactfulness of just being mindful. I mean, little things like that can shift your whole universe. You know. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of crazy. So I, I'm something I want to try to incorporate myself. Um, but on that same note, um, I love that with 18 and 20 year olds are really focusing now on depression. Mm-hmm. Um, UCLA is doing this huge thing. They got 10,000 incoming freshmen now, um, and they're going to ask all of them if they can be screened for depression. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit more about that, Corey? Yeah, I was looking at that article. Um, it cost about $525 million for the case study. Um, they also are taking it as far as studying some individuals for as long as 10 years, taking the DNA samples just to kind of see um, how stress is related to, you know, where they are. I personally feel like this is long overdue. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think nowadays, you know, it's pretty obvious a lot of people got a lot going on. Yeah. Uh, you know, whether you're 18 or 48, I feel. But going into college, you know, you kind of want to audit your actions. You want to be aware of what you're up against and maybe how you're feeling because it's only going to get more intensified, something to become, you know, more pressure situations. You see how many people under, you know, 30 are taking antidepressants, and, you know, I think it's a great thing. Yeah. Hopefully it will become the norm, you know, over time. Yeah, we uh, we already have. It's a leading cause of disability is depression, and 800,000 lives are lost each year to suicide. It's crazy. Now, yeah, it's crazy. for you, um, you get this injury, and, you know, you're kind of on top of the world. How did, did depression enter into your mindset? How did you deal with it if it did? Yeah, definitely. Uh, my my journey throughout the journey, I, you know, you're suffering so many different things, you know, and it's really just realizing a life that you've been conditioned by, and it, you know, a lot of things are assumed. You you don't have clarity with it, and you just you put the association together in your mind, and, and most of the time it's not not on on point, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and and you're confused, and you have all these things that you're doing, you don't know why you're doing it, but you're pushing, you're pushing to this higher level that people are telling you to push, but it's not an internal thing for you. Mm-hmm. So you're making the money, you're doing all the things that society says you should, you know, be happy from, and then you realize I'm not happy. So that's a that's a, like a, a nervous breakdown <laughs> in, a, in, a, in the 20s or, or 30s, you know. Right. So that can happen, and um, and for me it did, and I wanted to heal. And when I realized I would heal, I wanted to have my my life to to be a certain way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, and I didn't want to have the stresses I had when I was playing football and things like that. I wanted to have a new understanding of life. Yeah. So that was my goal. And, and I know you've done some mindfulness stuff. Did you come to that uh, after? I know you're getting all that way fit to fat to fit. Depression, you had to be depressed at that point. <laughs> yes. Were, were, how, were you able to use that to dig yourself out as well? Yeah, I had to acknowledge where I was at first. I had to realize, like, I'm, I'm down. This is what it feels like to be looking up. And then I had to make sure that as I built my life, 
back put it back together it was in a way that I was that was sustainable yeah you know and prioritizing happiness and you know looking at my work life balance all those things that they tell you about when you get older yeah and I was like you know I need to master this now <laughs> 18 year olds at UCLA got a they got a foot a, um, a foot ahead of everybody else yeah I was gonna say that was something going to college no one ever talked about depression or mental health even it was just can you play sports and can you you know be involved and you know just be intelligent I suppose but mental health was just never focused on yeah and even men you know yeah. a lot of men you know we don't mm-hmm. ask for help you yeah. know we've been told I, I can handle it I, you know suck it up be a man all these types of things that we've been told so Really, what I've seen is to really incorporate with men. They, yeah. you know, they've been really appreciating it a lot because we're holding so much, and we can mm-hmm. let this out. And it's just for us to come together and understand these uh, these exercises exist. Yeah, and, and it takes us to another expansion of what we know. Yeah, especially in the African American community. Yeah. So it's so, it's so good to kind of keep pushing that forward. Um, ironically, I, I stumbled across this mindfulness app um, that's actually helping people be. Um, respond to stress a little bit better. Um, and so they found that over a two-week program on this app, if the, if the app focused on acceptance of the present moment, so not just the present moment, but acceptance of the present moment, then people um, effectively dealt with stress. And they kind of put people in different groups. Some were in the group where they, the app focused on acceptance. Some were in the group where the app focused on um, the present moment alone. And when they found they did both, then that's when they um, responded to stress levels. And their cortisol levels were lower when they were in a stressful situation. What do you think about a mindfulness app? I think about the phone, and I think about, whoa, that's not going to really help me be present. <laughs> what do you think of this? I think it's a great idea, you yeah. know, because people, that's where they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, this is a technical world we're in. So if we can meet them where they are with this powerful tool of meditation, mindfulness. I mean, it's just a powerful practice. I mean, it can just really just take you out of these slumps that we find ourselves in and take us into a new reality of living. So. I, I recommend it. <laughs> he said it. I mean, it's where people are. Yeah. You know, people are spending <clears throat> hours a day on their phone looking down at their screen. So you kind of got to hack that culture. And I think that's amazing also, you know, an application and a two-week study. Yeah. And it shows that it, it, it's effective. You know, it doesn't take that much. And I think people are becoming a lot more practical about the practice. They're, not, they're, no, they're no longer seeing, you know, somebody in the Himalayan mountains, you know, <laughs> with the jogging pants. They're yeah. just kind of... Realizing, okay, I just need to take some time, take some breaths, maybe accept what is, and oh wow, it's not that bad after all. Yeah, I, I love that people are starting to get into that because we, we, I think we went to the, from a culture where it was like, get off your phone, get off your phone, you're not being present, to mm-hmm. wait, we're on our phones, there's a way to be present while we utilize this new technology. Yes. So, Can I chime in one more thing? Yeah, Even of in that acceptance, you know, yeah. it's, it's never good or bad or indifferent. It yeah. just is. Mm-hmm. And when you can come to realize that's my base point, and from my base point I can build. Yeah. And that's a powerful thing as well because there's no healing in the resistance. Yeah, and I think, I, I think our minds just naturally go that way. If something's yeah. negative, we just want to resist. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very true. Um, and then we um, talk a little bit about the differences for African Americans when it comes to cardiovascular health, heart disease, stroke, um, heart attack, and failure. You want to tell us more? That article was, I, I liked reading that because, I mean, it, it exposed a lot of truths, yeah. you know, things that we've been saying as far as a lot of the reasons that we are in that statistical category is lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Even though access is a part of it, you know, as far as healthy food and things like that, culturally, you know, it's, it's what we refuse to do and what we choose to yeah. do. And it was, it was just you know, revealing to see that that's what the information is. There's no more arguing against that. You know, we're in a day and age where we have access to information, but first we have to, you know, cha- we have to change some things yeah. and realize what's, what's really hurting us. Um, yeah, the numbers were crazy, too. 
Because, I, yeah, I, I have friends, um, black friends or uh, Hispanic friends, just, you know, cultural backgrounds. I say, mm-hmm. oh, I'm vegan. You should get tried. Oh, I can't ever give this up. And, like, they dismiss it so quickly Easy. without even thinking about maybe I could, you know, incorporate into my diet or whatever. Um, how do you deal with clients that have that cultural resistance to what you're doing? But they want the help, but they have that resistance. Well, you know, I, I got to the, the opportunity to learn under Dr. Savy. Oh, wow. Uh, so wow. I, was, Amazing. I was really blown away. And he... From, from working with him, I learned how to connect to our community. Yeah. And I started with my parents. Now my parents, my father's a Pentecostal preacher, yeah. and now he's a vegetarian. My mother's wow. a vegan, you oh, know, okay, things wow. like that. Uh, it's just, you know, breaking down the simple things, you know, like teaching the, the simple things, whether it be walking, drinking more water, um, you know, maybe cutting back on the meat. You know, we, it's like we focus on things we're letting go, but we don't focus on what we're gaining. Yeah. And this is clarity. Mm-hmm. This clarity will help us uh, make better decisions, mm-hmm. love better, you know, associate with one another better. So, I mean, those are the things that I kind of pinpoint when I'm talking to our people. Yeah, and I love it because <laughs> I, I think we had Tim Moore, the vegan fat kid on Instagram here, and he said, you know, really your stomach is your second brain because the foods you eat really do inform the way you think because it changes your actual brain chemistry like with what you put into your body. Yeah, so true. Um, what else do we have? Oh, so you're actually doing with Dr. Sebi, you're having a retreat? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah, I take people to Honduras. What? And we go to Husha Village and we spend two weeks there learning about alkaline diets. Oh, wow. So you go through the experience, you know, you live it, you're in the jungle, all the life force around you. It's a really profound experience. Wow. Uh, we're going to be taking tech companies out there, we're going to be taking all kinds of people next year. So I'm really excited about just sharing the legacy of what Dr. Sebi has shared with me. Oh, that's amazing. Pretty profound. Yeah. And, um, I heard that you, your first yoga class, you were not a fan. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, I was wondering how you yeah. found Because so, you're this, you know, you're playing football and a lot of footballers are like, I'm not doing no yoga. Right. Um, and it's probably kind of like, doesn't feel great because your muscles are tight and compact and then now you have to stretch. How did you go from not enjoying this to now celebrity yogi huh. <laughs> over right. 10 years? Yeah. Well, when I was playing, I was in it. I was in the insanity. Yeah. Right. So, and even when nature, I think I saw something on like you when you talked about the nature of the body building. Mm-hmm. It's a trauma. Mm-hmm. You know, you're breaking things yeah. to build. And so when you built so much, I was like 260, 20-inch neck, things like that. So I've, <laughs> obviously I've traumatized a lot. Yeah. So at that point, I wasn't ready. Mm-hmm. But when, I was, when it was time for me to heal, coming out of the hospital, going, you know, coming out of the paralysis and things like that, my body was just letting go because it realized it didn't have to hit anybody anymore. Yeah. So I was like feeling all the aches and pains, and I was like, I, I want to be better. I want to be better. Yeah. And when I took my first yoga class, well, my second at that point, yoga class, it just felt so good. Yeah. And I wanted that feeling again. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. So how do you um, how do you get other people into it? Like you know, especially if they're resistant or they're athletic, and but not that type of athletic, you know. Well, you know the benefits. You talk about the benefits. You, I mean, I'm an example. I've broken pretty much some of everything on my body, you know. <laughs> and uh, I'm, I'm I'll be 44 next year. So I mean, to to have the muscle be vegetarian, vegan, things like that. You know, you can show, well, this is possible. Mm-hmm. And um, you can give the example. I can be a man. I don't have to eat meat. You know, yeah. just, and I want to, you know, Dr. Sabri, back to him. I mean, he was 87 years old. And when he when he passed away, he had a three-year-old. Wow. You know, so I'm like, I don't want a three-year-old at 87, yeah. but I still want to be in the game. Yeah. <laughs> I still want to have that mobility, that ability. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> My first yoga class, I, I don't do yoga as, you know, as much as I should. Um, it is still very hard for me. Why? 
Well, because I just don't prioritize it. <laughs> no excuse. I yeah. mean, I do I do the hot yoga thing. I yeah. go maybe like once every other week. When I first moved here, you know, I realized quickly, like, wow, Corey, this is a good ego check for you. Because I, I work out a lot. I thought I was flexible. And it was people in there that were just, oh, yeah. you know. And, and then she was telling me not to compare myself. But I'm an athlete, you know. And you see like, it. And you know, they're doing it effortlessly, effortlessly too. <laughs> and I was like, I got to keep coming back. But I definitely, I definitely see the benefits of it as far as a lifestyle. Yeah. You know, it's not a class I'm going to. It's, it's you know, a, a vibration I'm trying to tap into and become. And so, you know, I definitely commend you for making it, you know, your life's work. I feel like that's amazing, especially coming mm-hmm. from the football field. I mean, that's, that's two separate cultures, you know. Yeah, and how do you deal with people that have the roadblocks? Because, you know, maybe you're into it, but, like, you're just not progressing. You're, you're just, every time you go to yoga class, it just does not feel good. Well, you have to pry it towards you, you know. Yeah. When I when I first started, you know, I wasn't the flexible one. Yeah. But I, I was like, it wasn't about anybody else. It was mm-hmm. about me. I wanted to heal, so I would get in the front row because I want to hear what the teachers had to say because <laughs> yeah. I don't know nothing about what's going on. <laughs> yeah. And and over time, through practice, I'm allowing myself to build. Mm-hmm. I grow into it, you know, because yeah. we never come into anything being you know, 100% excellent, you know. But but when we give ourselves this chance to grow, then what else can we have? Yeah. And then, you know, it goes into life. It goes into rebuilding relationships, rebuilding uh, different things that's been, you know, broken in our lives. So it, it's, it begins to be the process, the practice of life, yeah. you know. So it's pretty profound. Yeah. I got a question for you. What, okay, what happened first? Was it the diet, then, then the yoga practice, or was it yoga first? You know, how did you walk into that? No, it was the actual yoga first mm-hmm. because I wanted to be functional, like my joints, my knees. You know, I had torn all these different things in my mm-hmm. body, and it was my opportunity to rebuild. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a, it's a great yoga teacher. His name is Yogi Bhajan. He says, you may die, right? But he's like, you will never grow old with a flexible spine. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to be functional, like you know. So, mm-hmm. so I wanted to really, I wanted to grow old and be powerful, you yeah. know, because I'm seeing all these different yogis, which, you know, yoga means union, right? So I'm seeing all these yogis who are, like, in their 60s, and they're standing on their heads. <laughs> and it's not that you have to stand on your head, yeah. but to be to have the, the wherewithal or the still the capacity to still, still do it. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, I want to be that powerful, yeah. you know. I want to always be powerful, <laughs> you know. So that, that became my, my, my deal. And for yoga, is there a place to start? Like, is there, like, a beginning class or a type of yoga someone should start with or at home or, you know? Yeah, I mean, you know, restorative yoga, you know, like I said, you know, yoga is union. Mm -hmm. So breathing and movement. And you begin to relate to yourself. That's the other missing part of the equation. It's a relationship builder. Yeah. You know, we've never considered our, our personal understanding with ourselves as a relationship. We typically have thought... When I see someone that I'm attracted to, that's mm-hmm. a relationship. Yeah. But the relationship has been existing the whole time here, mm-hmm. and we've neglected that. Yeah. So you're bringing it back home to build the intuition of what it feels like. Yeah. Love, yeah. compassion, patience, yeah. things like that. So it's really interesting deal. Yeah, I love that because <laughs> I, for yoga for me is like my self-care, you know. Because we always talk about you can't help others unless you take care of yourself, but a lot of people are like, how do I take care of myself? Mm-hmm. And that's what it's been for me. Uh, have you found that? Yeah, you guys are talking about yoga, and all I'm thinking about is like just like chair pose and like all the uncomfortable <laughs> things. But for it, for me, like you said, it's that relationship. I mean, I'm serving the world every day, all day. But in that yoga class, it's just me and my voice, and I have to be honest with myself, and have to be open, I have to love myself, have to show that patience, and it's so satisfying. But you know, after it's over, I'm always like, wow. 
really hard. Yeah, I feel like every yoga class, I'm not sure if I'm going to make it through. At the end of it, I'm like, oh my god, I made it. Like the first few minutes, I feel like it's like the gray area. Yeah, it could go either way. Yeah, don't know how it's going to happen, but we're going to keep going. And then you have this yoga expo coming up. So if those people can't get to Honduras, you have a yoga expo coming up next year. Yeah, January 6th, I believe. Yeah, it's going to be at the convention center in Pasadena. So I don't get to do much in LA. I kind of travel around the world and and do my thing with retreats and so forth and different booking speaking engagements but this is an opportunity to come out to community and share the practice the way we do it and we kind of create different angles with it to attract different people to it who never experienced it so I like to get the broad perspective of coming in and keeping it simple Mm -hmm. and then finding finding relaxation at the end yeah and uh, I think it's going to be pretty profound so I'm looking forward to seeing you out there at the convention center uh, January 6th yeah is there like a should we look up LA Yoga Expo or is there a website or something you should google LA Yoga Expo um, is is the site, I believe, and uh, it'll be on my website, on my Instagram, and things like that. So, yeah, yeah, come on out and check us out. We're going to have giveaways and things like that. So, yeah, it should be good. Men, come out. Men, come on. Let's do this. Yes. Yeah, a couple (laughs) friends actually shared with me some, I think, like a man yoga YouTube or something. So, I think that's something that people, especially men, are starting to get into and realize, you know, it's not just for girls. It's actually a way to tap into ourselves. I feel like men as a species, like, we're just catching up to everything. Yeah. Like, it's okay to have good skin it's okay to, <laughs> it's okay to practice yoga and talk to people it's like we're just now becoming you know spiritual beings you know instead yeah. of just I guess soldiers of life having to live a certain way to like fit the certain mold but if you think of that mindset like say for instance we talked about football earlier you know the most masculine violent sport on the planet right mm-hmm. we use about 20% brute force yeah Eighty percent mm. finesse. Yeah. So why am I going through life so hard? Yeah, my twenty percent. I need no to start need. finessing. <laughs> I like that. I like you know, that. I need to start yeah, finessing yeah. because that gives me the longevity. That gives me the compassion for my woman. That gives me all these different things that we crave internally that we're too kind of caged up mm-hmm. to, to let let be known. And have you seen a wave um, in like the football arena or like athletes in general accepting this sort of yoga mindfulness type practice? So funny. I have a program that we started working with the LAPD. Oh wow. And, uh, doing meditation oh, mindfulness training oh thank you Jesus yes. Good. thank you <laughs> thank you for your service yeah. and, I, and I had this idea I was like I want to give them essential oils yeah and I was like well they like it no I don't know and I and I gave it to them right yeah. I got I, I passed it all around and they were like wow what is this <laughs> you know it's you know it's like we, we we just don't know it's there but we we, we want it yeah you know and so it's just to be exposed to it you know you know, it's, it's something you know great. That's amazing. Cause we think about you know the DOJ making all these consent decrees with different police departments, mm-hmm. you know, because of all the different shootings. Mm-hmm. But and they're doing a lot of retraining. I, I hope mindfulness training is part of that retraining because I think it's just that's, that's universal amazing. regardless. Yeah, you can have the police officers out here giving people affirmations. Yeah, instead of tickets. So if you had, um, I guess, two or three sort of <clears throat> mantras or things for people that are kind of coming into yoga and mindfulness, um, what would they be or what would you kind of tell them? Well, you know, I would say it's not good or bad. It just is. Mm-hmm. And we move from there. Yeah. You know, it's like if we, we stay in our thoughts, we marinate in our thoughts, that's not that's no good. Yeah. You know, we have to, we acknowledge that it's there, it's been there, mm-hmm. and we move on. Yeah. And that's the process. You know, you, you know, in sports, you know, you get beat on a play. You're going to get beat, <laughs> right? It's not, it's not if, it's when. Yeah. And you have to have a short memory because mm-hmm. we're on another play. Mm-hmm. Life is going to continue. Mm-hmm. 
And, you know, it's unfortunate. Nobody cares that your leg or your ankle is out, is sprained and things like that. We have to play. Or you're going to be on Sports Center getting beat. <laughs> so it's one of those things that we put this in perspective of life and realize our intention and what we really want in life, you know? Yeah. And uh, we choose that. We choose us. Yeah. Wow. So wait, so in, in some ways, I guess playing football kind of almost set you up for a mindfulness path, even though it kind of was separate from it. Exactly. That and a Pentecostal br- upbringing. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, well, I just want to thank you for joining us here. This has been amazing. Um, got some definite gems <laughs> out of you. Um, well, guys, thank you guys for joining us. Um, you guys can find me, Shaka Smith, on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat, Shaka Strong. Where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, FAA Lifestyle, Instagram, at I am Corey Taylor. And Keith underscore Mitchell 59 and on it, on Twitter and Instagram, Keith Mitchell 59. Great. And we'll yeah. see you guys at the LA Yoga Expo, January 6, 2018. Be there. Finesse life. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Christie, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, we would like to thank you for supporting Black House Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us. Info at BlackHollywoodLive.com. Tweet us or Instagram at BHL Online. And I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live. Scipio, Instagram at KingXOLab. Thanks for tuning in. Hollywood, Hollywood redefined. The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals. 